All right. Hello, hello, moon followers. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Julie. I'm Tori. And welcome to the Two Vegans, One Moon Podcast, where we're just two girls leaning into Libra, holding a creative space where nourishing plant-based foods meet astrology. So grab a drink or coffee, grab a journal, and let's empower connection through our bodies, the stars, and each other. Emphasis on the grab coffee. We are currently recording in the morning, and usually we do nagel charts in the evening and like drink some alcohol, but right now it's caffeine. So that's super exciting. Um, We're here with Erica. And Erica, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, Uh, I'm Erica. I am from Miami and I am a Virgo. My birthday is coming up. I'm so excited. This is like a special tribute to your birthday. <laughs> it <laughs> is. I like that. <laughs> We're celebrating Virgos. Um, I love it. As, this is Erica. Um, I went to college with Erica, and we've been close ever since. And I'm really excited to dive into her chart. She met Julie when we lived in Memphis. And now we're all here, which is super exciting. Yay. Yes. And I wish you all could see Erica's hair right now because her hair is the definition of a Virgo. Like luscious, long, has like the waves in it. And you're like, wow. Oh, gosh. Love Maybe it. We'll Thank you so much. Inspiration. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to webcam you guys every morning. <laughs> Just talk me up. <laughs> Be like your hype squad. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, but got on here and me and Julie were like hello like cracking our <laughs> eyes open and Erica's like I've been up since 6 30. <laughs> 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 but it is very Virgo and we're lucky to have yeah, you that's here. true <laughs> yeah thank you thank you so, I'm so happy to be here yes as we get into um your chart which was really fun to do um, can you tell us what you know about your chart or about astrology? Yeah. Uh, so I know very basic. I know there's birth chart with all the planets. Each planet has a certain position at the time I was born, which means certain things. Um, each planet falls into a, a horoscope. Is that how it's said? And yeah, all of that will tell me a little bit more. It's a blueprint to tell me a little bit more about myself, maybe things that are going to happen in the future. Um, But yeah, that's more or less what I know. Uh, Recently, I was reading a book that as much as I I know about that logic, um, as far as astrology, I was a little hesitant as how it could really help people and you know if every day changes for everybody based off choices how could you know the stars of these constellations really tell us about ourselves and this book that I'm so grateful for Tori to have um, had passed around is called magical no material girl in a mystical world have you read it Julie? Uh, oh my god I read that when I went to Florida that time and when, when I met y'all in Gainesville I was reading uh-huh. it at my grandparents and I was like oh. 
And I didn't tell them what I was reading because I know they get like real shook. Oh, <laughs> but okay. I know what you're talking about. Nice. It's such a good book. And it's really explained to me and kind of given me an understanding of how to use astrology as a tool. And it's not a future uh, fortune telling kind of uh, tool, but just to help you and self-reflect and really self-awareness while also connecting to the earth and nature and things going around us. So it's really helped me to understand kind of maybe even believe more all of this so i'm excited to see what you guys have to tell me um but yeah that's kind of more or less where i'm at yeah wow do you like want to read your own chart erica like you're with it oh no 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 i definitely still need you guys give me all the things yeah um that book is actually like the sisterhood of the traveling pants so really got it (laughs) <laughs> okay um keep passing it we all need to read it yes 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 <laughs> for sure that's such a good book can we do sober curious next because um on topic that sounds like a great book <laughs> i think she's I wish a, I like pulled it out, but it's right over there i i read I that remember one. you were reading it yeah mm-hmm. oh okay oh nice yeah mm-hmm. i like her Cool. Change our Keeping that in mind. To coffee hour, made of choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no alcohol is fun. You love alcohol <laughs> with no alcohol. Let's be honest. Do you all have coffee? Like, do you have anything you're drinking right now? Yes, coffee. Coffee oh. in my Virgo mug. Oh. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's funny that it doesn't have September 22nd. It has September 23rd which is like never happens, but then I get a mug and it does not have my birthday. So. Wow. Really? Yeah. I know. Like, it's okay. Interesting. Yeah. Oh. Sips yeah. tea. Erica is a cusp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me. Which maybe you guys can even go into how that affects me. I'd be curious because I know, you know, cusp it it's different than just falling in the middle maybe I don't know yeah um does that mean that I borderline some Libra some Virgo characteristics necessarily yeah definitely Mm -hmm. um we'll get into a little more I touched more on Virgo with a lot of your things but we're gonna talk about your rising which is a lot of air Mm -hmm. um which definitely plays into the cusp with Libra. Okay. So we'll, okay. we'll touch on it. Cool. Yeah. And I'll talk on your, um, how a lot of your other planets are on the cusp as well in your houses and what that looks like. Mm. But yeah, essentially like cusps are just like you're, it'd be like a Virgo with like some tendencies in Libra. Okay. But like a little bit of energy there. Oh. Which we'll get into. So let's get started. Okay, so basically I'm going to go over your sun, moon, your rising. Julia is going to talk about your node. We're going to get into a little bit of your aspects. Um, Not all of them because charts are huge. So this would take us forever, but I picked a few. And then Julie also picked a few of your houses to dive into. Um, And we'll go from there. So the first three that I'm going to explain, you'll probably have more of an idea on. So I'm going to 
go through that a little bit faster, but we'll have time to reflect because there are some interesting things. So I have some questions. Mm, okay. Okay. So as you know, your son is in Virgo. So your sign of these are the characteristics and then your house is where it's going to show up. So Virgo characteristics, you know, this are bettering yourself, enhancing, it's very service oriented, um, pretty much developing your skills through improving yourself, your environment, and really helping others. It can be very methodical with Virgos. On the low side, it can be obsessive compulsive sometimes, perfectionist, controlling. But on the high side, it's organization. It's all for self-implement. So we really like to talk about the high and the low of each side because every single sign has one. And I think it's really just important to be like aware of, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm here now or I'm here. Yeah. So yeah, um, where it shows up in your life is your fifth house, which I'm super excited about. You have so many things in your fifth house. We're going to talk about it. Um, so this is like, this personality that you have shows up in your life force energy and the way you express yourself. Um, the fifth house is like, so it's ruled by Leo. Um, your mom's Leo, right? Mm-hmm, yes. Okay. So, and I remember I was talking about it. Cause you're like, she doesn't seem like a Leo. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, which is so interesting because in astrology, um, what they say, which some things you have to give and take. <clears throat> Sorry, it's morning, my voice. But um, if you have a lot of planets in your fifth house, they say that you'll have kids or maybe you won't have kids. Like fifth house is a lot about children and having children and if you're fertile. So that's kind of what I want to talk about because you have a lot in your fifth house. So I wonder what you think of that, but also the fifth house is about creativity. So it could be like you're giving birth to a creative project, to a business, to a startup. Um, it's the fifth house is like, it's so playful, um, but it's so romantic. It's so self-expression. When you think of the fifth house, you think of like parks and like beautiful movies or like entertainment. So what do you think about kids? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was kind of shocked to hear that just because I feel for the last three years or so, I've been grounded in not having kids <laughs> in the sense of actual yeah. birth, in the <laughs> sense of actual birth. And actually this morning speaking to my tia abuela and, and a friend, I, I hammered in that point and I mentioned how I feel selfish to have my own kids when there's so many other kids that sure they didn't come from me, but they need just as much love. So I would want to like, just love them all without having my own kids. Um, so it's funny that, that, that came up or that it's the fifth house that has all these things. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I think about kids specifically. Yeah, and, and when I was reading this, like, I know, I know we've talked about, like, this sounds bad, but recycling the children. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's super sustainable for everyone that doesn't know, so we don't mean that in a really derogatory yeah. way. <laughs> it's more, like, there are a lot of kids out there that need a lot of love, um, but that's, like, a really 
difficult job, a really trying job. It's really easy to say, like, I want to adopt it, but adopt a kid, but it, it takes a lot and it is your baby. It is your form of expression. It's, mm-hmm. it's more than just like having a kid. It's, it's passion. It's so much. So we'll get into more of that, but yeah, it's interesting that you do have that strong view and then you have a lot of planets that show up in this house. Yeah. Uh, I haven't really explored and even getting to do your chart which we'll talk later on sorry I'm like interjecting but it's just like it's really beautiful and like as Tori was saying like it plays on so many just like creative and expressive elements like whoa yeah yeah that part I definitely connect with for sure and I feel like that's where I'm growing now and what I'm tapping into is that creative potential to give birth to eventually and yeah, definitely. I, I resonated with that for sure. Yeah. So moving on to your moon, uh, your moon is also in Virgo, as you know. So that sun is the outward, the masculine personality, the moon is the inward. It's oftentimes how you see yourself, which is kind of cool because you have this big personality of Virgo and that's also how you interpret your emotions and that's how you see yourself on the inside. So that's a really nice uh, placement. In organized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as we talked about those Virgo characteristics before are going to show up in your fourth house here. So the way you see yourself, the way you put this Virgo energy into experiences in your life is in your fourth house. So the fourth house is a lot about, I feel it's very cancerian um extremely intuitive it's like the mama house um so areas in your life where these characteristics these virgo organization the bettering yourself the enhancing the growing is going to show up in home family roots emotional foundations domestic life so very mothering energy Erica, are these dogs? Sorry, yeah. Let me just have a minute. So very mothering energy. We accept that you are taking care of your dogs right now. <laughs> it's okay. Speaking it's of mothering. <laughs> yeah. This is very like on, <laughs> on brand with what we're talking about right now. Fourth house energy is like being a mama. And Erica is <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, you're on brand with your ass. Right. Thank you. I'm aligned. <laughs> you are. It's funny how they decided to show up at that time. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, yeah, that's your moon. Um, and it's very much like your sun. So, I'm going to continue with rising and we'll talk about more after. So, your rising is in Gemini. So kind of what we were talking about earlier was that you're a cusp. Um, So your rising is on the cusp and your sun is too. So Erica's birthday is the 22nd of September. If anyone wants to send her gifts, (laughs) please do. We'll put her address in the the (laughs) Okay, casually. (laughs) We're kidding, but you can let us know. So she's on the cusp of Libra. Libra is super air, um, super communicative, 
can be really practical. Air signs can be very practical. I think that's the biggest difference in my head from like earth to air. It's very like logical. Like I'm going to make this decision because it it makes sense for the world and what's happening in front of me. Not necessarily like I'm going to check in emotionally. What's going on there? You know, it's like, no, this is obvious. This is what's going on outside. So you have some of that air pulled in into your rising. So your rising is Gemini. And these Gemini characteristics show up in who you are becoming. So your rising sign is super fun. It's how people see you, which sometimes is confusing. It can be a little confusing here because you are so Virgo on the inside. However, you have cusps, so you have air. So it may not be that confusing. There may not be like, you're, you're not worried how you're coming off to people as much. So the rising is what you're going towards in life. <clears throat> I don't know what's happening with my voice here. <laughs> so where you're going in life. And the ruler of Gemini is Mercury. So that means the ruler of your chart is Mercury, which is fun because the ruler of Virgo is also Mercury. Yes. So there's a lot of alignment here, a lot of emphasis on communication. And that's really what Mercury is. It's integrate, interactive learning and communicating. It's putting what you learn into words. Um, so experiences in your life that this can show up is being curious, being rational, insightful, um, interactive, practical, lots of giving and receiving information. That's something you're going to go towards in life. Lots of communication. And the way this shows up is in your fifth house again. So you're, a lot of where you're headed in life and who you're becoming is communicating your creativity and being very serious about it. Like This is where I am putting my energy. I'm going to communicate it. I have this of my voice, of my knowledge. I am comfortable with who I am. So I'm going to share that. And that is exactly where you're headed. You have this like Leo life force energy in the fifth house. And it's just super creative. It's like birth your creative project, birth your startup, like anything you want, it's there. Do that and use these Gemini skills because these Gemini skills are like you can talk to anyone. Like Gemini's are so chatty and it's a gift. Like they can fit into a space. It's like, like a plug in the wall. <laughs> like you can really adapt anywhere <laughs> through communicating. And it may not be like this deep emotional connection, but it's a connection of communication. And I think that's really important to emphasize because sometimes we think, oh, it needs to be like watery and connected and deep. But no, sometimes you just need to be a good communicator and be able to share things. And like that is the core of the relationship. And that's super important. So like we talked about before, the fifth house is also related to children, to romance. Um, so it could show up in that way too. And you may be really communicative in love, but very much in your creativity too, and whatever that looks like for you. It's, it's your guiding, it's your tour guide to life is this Mercury energy of like, talk to people, tell them what you got. Like this creative thing is important, do it. Use your voice. 
now. What do you think? Um, this is kind of just solidifying something that I've been feeling slash the little bit that I knew of, of my chart is what I was thinking about. You know, I have a lot of Virgo and like you said, it, it, it's ruled or Mercury rules Virgo, uh, which is also, it's connected with the throat chakra. So for me, that's communication. And I think it was as soon as yesterday, I was thinking about you know, the future and in the book, it's talking about Dharma and it has you reflect to when you were younger. And one thing that came up for me was that of communicating. And uh, yesterday I journaled because I had this like four hour long conversation with a friend. And it's one of those that after you leave, you have like this burst of energy. And I was mm -hmm. reflecting back to it. And all it was, was a phone call. It was just words. And we were talking about, you know, we were opening up and just having conversation, but it was so nice to interact with him. And yeah, I feel like communicating and either telling people or receiving information is, I really like it and I really enjoy it. And I feel like I can see myself giving presentations when I was doing public speaking, seeing how I can maybe share something either vulnerable or just what I know, share with people and see them be inspired is like so beautiful. And that gives me so much energy. So now it's like, okay, now the, the stars are even telling me this is mm -hmm. definitely a strong suit of mine. And I love that uh, communicating with creativity. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm going to lean into that a lot more. And I feel feel that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And thank you for sharing. And what I was just thinking of when you were talking about um, was first, your love language but one second and then second you're like talking about this communication and how like you have these long conversations and like I feel like that's going to be a huge part of your romantic partner too like you're gonna want these like conversations that are like like you can share a lot with each other like lots of giving and receiving you know what I mean like not one-sided like this person has to have to share too like very circular yes. and a very like like that's almost where the romanticism lies. Like for some people it's, it can be physical or like activities are going to do something for you. It's a lot of mental stimulation and communication. Mm. And then yeah. I wanted to ask, cause I know we talked about this recently. What's your love language? Yeah, my first one is quality time. And mm -hmm. my second one kind of fluctuates, but it's between physical touch and words of affirmation. Which okay, yeah. definitely, definitely words of affirmation. And Elise, my sister, you know, she brings up, sometimes people say things to me and I take it so serious. And she's like, mm -hmm. yeah, because that's your, you attach yourself to words and, you know, words mean something to you. And I'm like, if they said it, you know, they probably mean it and it's true. Mm -hmm. And it's so true. Whereas opposed to her, she's more like, I have to see it to believe it. You know, they could tell me one thing, but maybe they're feeling something else. So yeah, words definitely for me resonate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. How so true. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's like, and I think it's really interesting too because you have like so much like Virgo in there, which is like earthy, and then but like also so much Gemini and like Libra in your chart, which is so air. And like normally for an Earth sign, that's like a uh, stress. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, <laughs> right. But it is so interesting, mm -hmm. though, too, because I used to really get nervous about Geminis, and I still do, but um, 
the fact that like Virgos and Geminis are ruled by Mercury, like there's like Tori was saying, like there's so much intellectual stimulation and so much um, like communication there that it's like really beautiful. And um, I don't know if like how many Geminis you have in your life, but like I even know personally, like my ex was a Gemini. And at first I was like, oh, no, like can't do that. Um, and then, but really I realizing like so much communication was there and I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like someone else likes to talk as much as I like to talk. And like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. like, do you ever feel like you gravitate towards people who are kind of on that same wavelength as you? Yes. And the first person to come to mind is my ex-roommate, uh, MJ. She's a Gemini. She went to one of our, our Zoom moon circles um yeah from the start we could just like talk for hours and I'm like it's so cool we just like and we just ramble (laughs) but now talking about partners you know I'm thinking comparing two different partners there was one where I felt like there was a lack of communication Mm. and that kind of strained the relationship you know I'm realizing now and in another quality of somebody else who I connect with there, that communication is there on both sides and it's really strong and yeah, I see it. I'm like, wow, okay. I realize that, yeah, even in partners and in friends, that definitely um, makes makes or breaks that connection for me, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And um, it's just, it's wild. Um, but it's also really interesting because um, – talking about air and air energy like your north node is also in libra and i feel like we've talked about this a million times um it's so um so many like same age peers have a similar north node in libra and not only do we naturally gravitate towards people with that same north node because we're helping each other on this journey um but your north node being in libra again like thinking about it as a pole like going from your south pole to your north pole this is your like life's journey and we typically aren't going to be able to see all of this like real manifestation of living out these characteristics of our north node until we're after 40. so like tori even i don't know where it was coming from but tori had mentioned i remember her talking about it where it's like we're learning how to like mess up during all these times especially in our 20s and like figuring that all out like now's the time it's like of trial and error and so your north node in libra is leaning into um mastering these qualities of balance of community of relationships as a part of that and like justice right like fairness um equity things like that and the south node is like your comfort zone and so the south node there is in aries which is like me <laughs> like i'm young and fiery and like I'm kind of like a teenager and I'm like I'm gonna go out and you like do all these things but like maybe without an intention or maybe without balance or things to like bring them back home and so what's also interesting is your north node is in your sixth house and again we've talked a lot about sixth house um or maybe we haven't yet it is coming later on but your sixth house um rules like service and health and um the natural ruler, ironically, of the sixth house, sixth house is in Virgo. So your this can look like, like your North Node in Libra and your sixth house could look like, you know, being really um, diligent 
um, really able to work with others and having those high standards, but having those high standards around building a community. Like you're not just going to be like willy nilly with like whoever you're going to let in, like you're going to be intentional about who's in your circle. Um, but you're also have a strong sense of seeking um, service. Like how can I be of service to the world, um, especially around the world of health um, and whatever that means to you. But then having also an intense like eye for detail. And even though this is like where you're going in life, it might not be as like difficult because these are also qualities about Virgo that like you already have so strongly in other areas of your chart. So like, it might just be like fine tuning those and then releasing that south node of Aries, which is in your 12th house. So that looking like um, the energy there in your 12th house would really be like the comfort zone or natural habit of being like, I'm going to be rebellious or I might like take flight from reality. Like I'm just going to like go off and maybe I'll daydream or maybe I'll just like escape this a little bit. Um, sometimes it can look like an, an addictive personality, just like a tendency to just like overdo one thing. Um, and the 12th house really t talks about like self destructive behavior and being like, um, oh, I'm just like only going to focus on myself or like I'm, going to keep doing these things but it's actually hurting me more than it's helping me and especially with that being an Aries like Aries is all about the self so it just reinforces like if I'm going to just like only focus on me I'm really not benefiting myself like I need to lean into how do I do this with other people how do I really like take those high standards and that eye for detail and service and health and how do I do that with other people because if I'm only going to do it with myself like I'm not even bettering my own world um and so it's really interesting, but do you find any like tendencies at all there when it comes to the nodes? Yeah, totally. And I'm thinking too, in a way with Aries now, I, I'm definitely all about me. You know, I'm, I'm young. I don't have a family. I don't have kids. And I also think, you know, I can only control myself. So right now I do have to focus on myself um, in a way of building myself up to then be able to give but at the same time I do think about you know community and service but I definitely think I'm in a phase of my life where you know it's about me and you know I'm working on little things like comfort zone but also taking a break from reality or working on not addictions but different behaviors that I'm identifying that it's like okay let's try to change this and let's grow out of this and move into more of balance but I also call it um moderation so just every mm. a little bit of everything you know nothing too crazy but yeah I definitely resonate with all of that yeah and that's beautiful and like I I'm also just side note really glad that um you're also a Virgo like because sometimes Virgo like if you're not a Virgo you're like what the what the hell like why are you all like <laughs> anxious or worried or so detailed and you're just like I don't, and just like it's because I care and I'm intentional <laughs> and it's just like developing yourself so it's just that I feel like that aligns very similar I just relate to that yeah. so thank yeah you no that's yeah you <laughs> took the words right out my mouth <laughs> oh I just wanted to add as well um a lot of times where your north node is placed like within that house you attract a lot of those people 
um, which is something like I learned a lot recently as we grow with learning about astrology as a whole lifelong practice, um, always learning things. And yours is in your sixth house, which is the house of Virgo. So you could also attract a lot of Virgos in your life because this is something you're trying to learn and resolve this lifetime. Um, I actually have the same exact placement as you. So we have the same North and South node, but also in the same houses. So as you guys know, I have a lot of Virgo friends. You, you do. Yes. yes. <laughs> so this is something I'm trying to learn in my life too. Like details, I'm not as good as it. So having Virgos in my life, like that really helps. Um, but also this South node placement of like, this rebellious flighty behavior. Like I resonate with that so hard and an addictive personality. I resonate with that too. Once I get like stuck on something, I'm like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then I'm like, hold on, why am I doing this? This is a lot, this is exhausting. I've taken it too far. Um, and that's very, it's, it's also in the 12th house. So it's almost like self-deprecating. You're like so hard on yourself, harder than anyone probably ever would be. You are hard on yourself. Um, so I just wanted to say like, I resonate with that a lot and it is, it feels polarizing. It's very different <laughs> like behaviors. It's like, mm -hmm. I am choosing myself right now in an extreme opposite way, but I know this feels good, but it feels extremely hard right now. And I don't know what to do about it. It, it's interesting. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. And Julie, while we're talking about attracting people, um, I just wanted to talk about your North Node is in your second house and you love Tauruses. You always talk about Tauruses. I just thought of that while like doing Erica's chart. I'm like, Wow, Julie always talks about how she loves Taurus. Like that's something you could attract. Attract a Taurus man. <laughs> I love that. I like. I definitely buy it. This is stability, you know. But um, so earthy, yeah. yes. But the thing is rising. Oh my gosh! See, look at you, like Taurus, and then Camaro. What? You appreciate bouginess. You just like don't let yourself do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. My Virgoness is like, no, you have a budget. Like you need to stay. Don't don't you like get out of that. Mm -mm. It's not I on your list. Just you me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Girl, I this literally almost didn't buy peanut butter today because I was like, no, I was only gonna buy hummus and bananas this morning, and I was like, I didn't budget for my two forty nine peanut butter, and I was like, just get the damn peanut butter. Oh my god, no! This one time, quick story, I was asked to buy one soda, and the soda was buy one get one free, and I said, no, I'm sorry, I cannot get the free one. I was only asked to get one soda. <laughs> this was like five years ago. <laughs> no I was told one. <laughs> I think we That's need to like so <laughs> we need to create like a Virgo support group I think like <laughs> how do we help each other through this mentality because oh my <laughs> goodness yeah you know, no it's crazy even though I'm not a Virgo like I need it <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. also funny. my significant other has a Virgo moon I attract so much Virgos. Wow. So wow. That, that's a lot. 
Yeah, I, this it. month I've been so stressed because it's everyone's birthday. Literally yesterday <laughs> my roommate, um, Saturday oh my was God, my yeah. the week before was my other roommate. Erica, yours coming up. Like I'm, I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was last Monday. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, it's so crazy. many. I love it. Oh wow, she's a Virgo. Huh. It's so much fun. That's so crazy. I'm, a lot of people. Yeah. But um, let's get into your aspects, which it all correlates. Um, I definitely harped on your creativity a lot. Like I said, we have in our charts like a zillion aspects. It just goes on and on and on. So I like to pick um, ones that are around the sun or the moon just because it's like closer to your core personality. It has more. Um, This might be a stupid question, but what is an aspect? It's Julie. <laughs> she is so better at explaining this. Everybody keeps asking, and I'm like, I didn't know if it. you meant like, okay, okay. So I only know the basic definitions of aspects. Tori is the professional in that area. But um, essentially, aspects, when you look at your physical chart, like on the wheel, the aspects are all the like colorful lines that are like all look in between in the center, and they all look like just like scrambled and everything. But it's all about just like the relationship between um, connections. Yes. So it'll be like, and it's based on degrees. So like one is like 40 degrees away or 60 degrees away. Like it has a different meaning. And like, that's what Tori's going to dive into. Um, And it's, um, it's kind of like being neighbors, right? You're like, oh, this one's catty corner to me. This one's like down the street, essentially. Okay. Thank you. See, this is where we complement each other because you have the Virgo detail and I'm like, I'm definitely a big picture meaning person. So <laughs> it's hard for me to keep all the details like that in my brain, which I don't know how I am a teacher or was a teacher. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm like, what do you mean you don't get that? It's all. It's very complimentary inspiring role I feel like I <laughs> but anyway so we're gonna derive meaning from this this is where I come in so your sun trines Uranus um a trine is harmonious it's definitely like a easier aspect I'm going to talk about two trines and one square I really like squares squares are a challenge in your chart a lot of times I'm sorry A lot of times what uh, astrologers will say is if you have a lot of squares in your chart, you're a successful person, but squares are also super difficult and you have to work really hard to allow them to flow. Um, So I'm going to talk about one of them and then the other ones are more harmonious placements that you can lean into to help with this challenge with this square in your chart. But it's just a few, and if you have time another time, we can go into more squares. So your sun trines Uranus. This is this natural attunement with the universal mind, um, this natural knowing that we're all connected, we're all one. So a lot of this energy really helps the Virgo um, compulsiveness in a way, perfectionist, because you naturally know that, okay, 
I know I'm paying attention to this, this, and this really intensely, but also we're all connected and I could let myself breathe in this way. And that's where this comes in. And it's a really nice placement for having such earthy Virgo energy because you do need to understand that at the end of the day, we're all connected and this small thing can be okay right now. And that's kind of where this comes in. It's saying that you have success through communication and sharing with others. Um, and this will add to your sense of well-being because you're going to feel useful. The way you communicate and have these long conversations we keep talking about, this like very mercurial energy, like this is going to make you feel good. It's going to make you feel like you matter, like you're important to someone. They're important to me. That That's so much about how you connect with people. And then after I talk about this one, we'll reflect a little bit, but these kind of go hand in hand. So you have your sun trine Neptune, which shows a very talented person. Um, you may find it difficult to pick one thing to focus on and to be talented at because these types of trines show a lot of creative skills. And it's like, which one do I pick? Which one do I put all of my energy into? Um, this trine is also very intuitive. You can pick up on the gifts of other people too. So not only do you know what's inside yourself, but you can easily communicate with someone and see what's going on with them, what they have to offer. Um, and it's a very, since you do have that Virgo sun, it's a very, um, in like a discerned way, like you're not attached to it. You're not, it's, it's just like, okay, that's over there. That is useful. This is over here. This is useful. And then you have all of this, you can easily place that in your mind. So now it's like, okay, so what am I going to do with it? And that's kind of the next step that these trines are offering you, which is really nice because you have your moon squared Jupiter. And again, the square is more of the challenge. So you have this trine that gives you lots of discernment, lots of intuitive energy. And now you have this square. Jupiter is all about expansion and your moon is Virgo. And Virgo is all about detail. These clash, which is a lot of times why I get confused, why I'm so <laughs> into Virgo friends and things like that, because it, it's like, expansion, expansion, expansion. How do you do that? Do you have money? Is this going to, what is this going to look like? Like, what do you mean? And that is, is your moon and Jupiter conversation. And this is exactly where you can have a lot of challenge, but also a lot of success. So there's difficulty in uniting your sensitive emotional feelings with your impulse to expand and manifest those aspirations that you have. Can you say that? So, yeah. So uniting your sensitive, emotional feelings about something with that impulse to expand and to really manifest those bigger dreams. So Jupiter's like, I'm dreaming so big. And then your moon is like, hold on. What do you mean? What's that going to look like? And that's this conversation that's constantly happening there. <laughs> so this can really cause difficulty in the creative projects we're talking about. So you have all this creative energy, but like, you're having this constant conversation of like, who do you think you are? <laughs> like, what's going on? So 
it, this also can show a fluctuating social life. So sometimes wanting to be a crazy extrovert and sometimes just wanting to be an introvert. Friendships may consist of infrequent contact and they can be fickle at times because of this fluctuation. It also shows that early on in life, you are gonna want a lot of independence. But really this aspect wants you to emphasize balance routines and putting your creativity into that one thing and giving yourself room to expand and adding logic and emotion. So it's like a mix of the two. Like, I don't wanna be too logical right now. I don't wanna be too emotional right now, but how can I find a balance between both? Because they're both really important. And since you have Virgo and you have Libra, sometimes you may lean towards logical. And that is a challenge because you have to add the emotions too because that's equally as a part of you even though it doesn't come as natural okay yeah. wow you have so much communication in like gemini it's just like whoa but like it really works for you mm -hmm. thank you and i'm thanks for bringing that up you know and all of this it's really good self-reflection and i'm gonna lean into that for sure do you have any questions about the aspect or did anything specifically come up that you align with or maybe you didn't? Yeah, um, no questions, but I did align with certain things. Um, I do feel like I have a lot of creativity or I have a lot of ways to come up with things. And I'm definitely at a point in my life where I want to hone in on one. And I'm just like, what is it? You know, is it healing? Is it the environment? Is it so many other things? Um, it, I'm like at that point where it's like, I want to narrow it down and I'm <laughs> trying to think of everything. And yeah. it's a lot. There's a lot of things I like. There's a lot of things that call my attention. Uh, and yesterday, having made that, that list of things that I liked and thinking about communication, that was me trying to okay, maybe it's communication that I hone in on. And mm -hmm. so I'm definitely in that, in that place right now. Uh, but also my moon squaring Jupiter, I feel that a lot that now I can put it into words that expanding, but also being super Virgo and detail oriented is hard. And especially with, with relationships, I can see how sometimes you know, I do have to make a point of reaching out and staying in contact with people because I can just be super uh, introvert and just like close things off and just be in the present and forget about all communication. Uh, other times I'm, yeah, very talkative, very communicable. So that phase comes and goes for sure. I feel, I feel all of that. Thank you yeah. for telling me about that. Yeah. Uh, and like, um, it's crazy. I'm just like, wow, are we the same person? I'm like, even looking at my chart, like, wow. um, the same stresses. I yeah. Feel. Okay. Well. Wow. <laughs> yay! Yay! Okay. Well, we're gonna dive in a little bit more into your houses. So, um, your houses are essentially just the different areas of your life that these things might pop up, and it kind of mixes a little bit of things. So, when we look at houses, we look at like where the planets lie in your houses. And essentially it's just like, if I have more planets in this certain house, this might just be an area that might have more prominence or importance in my life. And if you don't have a planet there, no big deal. It's not like, oh, 
it's not going to like work out for me. Like if I have nothing in my second house of finances, like I'm going to be poor. No, it just means like it might not be as much of a stress for you or a huge area of um, importance. So, or it might just come easy. And um, I have pulled out a couple of your houses that had the most planets and I'm going to start off with your fifth house. Your fifth house rules creativity and sex. And Tori talked about this a little bit before because you have three planets in your fifth house, which are your sun, Mercury, and Venus. And your fifth house like also deals a lot like with self-expression and passion and romantic love and excitement, like things that get you excited about life. Um, and the way I try and understand this too, and is that every house has a natural ruler. And it starts like the first house, the natural ruler is Aries and it moves all the way down. So the natural ruler of the fifth house is Leo. So thinking about like Leo energy of like, wow, it's fun and like exciting. And it's about the self and how I'm express myself. But I also wanna differentiate that the natural ruler of a house does not always mean that that's the ruler of your house. So in this instance, the ruler in your, of your fifth house right now, um, not right now, is like on the cusp of Scorpio and Libra. And so, sorry, in Virgo and Libra. But um, thinking about that, like, oh, okay, this generally has the idea of like what Leo is, brings out, but like yours specifically dives in, just to clarify that. Um, so your son, you're having a son in the fifth house, like Tori had already mentioned, like you're energetic and creative, like fond of like pleasure, good living. Um, you may have many love affairs and surprisingly, this is a common theme for you. Um, and then again, the tendency could be to like, oh, I'm gonna spend money in, with a free hand, but your son is in Virgo. So that really hones it in and is like, oh, no, maybe I'm not going to spend all this money in this way like I'm going to be intentional and budget and have details but that son in Virgo again like you're wanting to do activities that you know will better yourself and like self-development is really fun and exciting for you you're like oh my gosh I learned this skill today I learned how to better myself like yes <laughs> um and even in romantic affairs it might even mean like trying to better or enhance them or you like you just love seeing the people you care about like continue to develop as individuals and um that's it's just so virgo but um the tying on into that your mercury is also in your fifth house so this just looks like you really like change and new people you're like yes like this is exciting i love things that are like flowing through here and there um again maybe have lots of love affairs like loving new things about people um you all the a lover for you also must have like be intellectually stimulating or interesting otherwise you're gonna be bored you're like oh if i can't talk like about all the different philosophical things out there or like yada 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 like i'm out of i'm done um and sometimes like might have a dramatic way of expressing yourself. And that might not even be a great word, but just like, whoa, like you're just gonna like show yourself out there. And then again, your Mercury is in Libra. So those characteristics are really just like 
you want to be fair and just in romantic relationships. You really want to be able to hear them out. Like that's important in that communication. Um, a lot of times you'll be agreeable and harmonious when you are communicating, but you really do at the root of it, like need that intellectual stimulation and that like frequent change. Otherwise you're just going to, you're going to be bored. And like, it's so interesting to, um, just in this fifth house, because then your Venus is also here. So Venus rules, you know, um, love and relationships and what's value and home to you. And so, you know, social life is really big for you. And it's, you might feel comfortable being in the spotlight. You're like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Um, definitely can attract a lot of romance in your life. Again, many, many lovers, um, just because you can see all these great things about them. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's exciting. But you could also find a lot of pleasure in creative work. And um, anytime Venus is in there, it's always like this chance of like, mm, could be overly indulgent, but your Venus is in Libra. So Libra is going to bring in that balance when it comes to indulgence. So that might not be that much of an issue for you. Um, but mutually, you even though you could be comfortable in the spotlight, like, spotlight you also want to have your partners in the spotlight like you want to help get them there and be like oh my gosh look everybody look at this great thing about them and all of that like that's really important to you um not always having it about you like Libra wants to balance that like love to like share with the other people you care about and attracting like balanced love and community can come pretty naturally or easy for you like you're not going to attract anything to you that is going to be like unsteady or uneven or anything like that like balance is like the root of how you build those relationships in your life and you're not going to let especially with virgo so such a heavy energy there like you're not going to let in anything that's not intentional um and having that balance like really excites you you're like oh my gosh i found this person and they're hitting all my marks and like it's gonna be really balanced like yeah that's exciting to have them in your life um yeah, do you ever feel that when it comes to love and relationships? Um, I think I'm learning slowly. Uh, I haven't had too much of a history, so I'm excited for all of these uh, love affairs that I'm going to have. <laughs> um, but I'm learning and it's, it's coming up. I mean, right now, the boy is a Virgo Libra cusp. So, oh, yeah. And the biggest difference is the communication with this person is so much more, so much, literally what you said, very intellectual. I'm, I felt that intellectual stimulation yesterday in the conversation. And that's something that I don't remember, or it's been a while that I haven't had with, with another partner. So no, I totally feel that. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, definitely about balance. I, I always try to keep that in mind always with the good and the bad, you know, everything in moderation always. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because like, you're also like, your son is a Virgo Libra cusp, right? But then also your Mercury was in retrograde at the time you were born. So that just means that whole idea of communication and liking change and new people and all the love affairs, it, like that just might take longer in life to get there. It might take a more roundabout way of getting there. It's not just going to be a straight shot. Um, mm -hmm. Might have a couple of other bumps in the road, but yeah, definitely along that, like, learning when it comes to the communicating. Also, I just wanted to interject really quickly. The um, guy you're talking about, he is 
exactly your north node placement <laughs> like you're attracting virgos because that sixth house energy but your north node is in libra <laughs> like he's that <laughs> so okay. even if he's not the person there's clearly a real attraction like a karmic attraction here that like mm-hmm. is something you're learning something together you know yeah yeah okay there i mean in and just meeting him i was like there's there's a, there's a reason or there was something, you know, it just came out of nowhere and how we met. So, wow, that's interesting. The soul is, is already on that path of going towards, you know, Libra and, and balance. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And like, you're already attracting the things you're supposed to be figuring out. That's so interesting. That is his mm-hmm. sign. I did. Know. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a really good point, Tori. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, I was yeah, thank you. secretly brushing my teeth just now because we just had coffee and I like, heard it from the <laughs> like I gotta remember that. <laughs> yeah. I wondered where you went. I was like, did she pee? Did she where where you And then I was brushing my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yay. Okay. Well talking speaking of like that north node placement in your sixth house, your sixth house is also like flourishing. You have um, not only your North Node in your sixth house, but you also have Mars and Pluto. Mars rules energy and assertiveness, drive in life. Pluto rules um, a lot of these like self-undoings, like mysterious things about life. It's such an interesting Pluto concept, but um, cycles and like regeneration. But again, self, sixth house the natural ruler is Virgo. So service and health, those are the big words of Virgo, right? And I don't know, it gets me all excited talking about it just because like my Virgo-ness is like, oh my God, oh my God, like, this is so cool. <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so your Mars being in your sixth house will just look like, you know, when you're working, like the work you do in life, like you are set out to accomplish things. You are getting shit done. And like, you are going to drive yourself hard and you're going to expect people to perform at your level. Like that, ha- you, there's a lot of high expectations there, but you also have a lot of vitality and energy in the work that you do. Um, sometimes can be prone to like simple, like careless accidents, not in a way of like, oh, I didn't think about it. It's just like, I'm doing so much and like not slowing down that like, oh, I was like tripped and almost fell. And you sometimes like it can be impulsive like I'm just like oh I'm gonna go out I'm gonna do it um but trying to hone in and like control that impulsiveness will really help with like the efficiency but also your Mars is in Scorpio so the characteristics of how your drive goes in life is that like you're driven by work that has deep involvements for you often there's like a drive to like for this desire of things that are going to expose the truth especially exposing the truth around health and service. Um, Whether it's like, I want to be able to like help the world understand how like health is working or it's like sustainability and like um, things that are healthy for the earth, right? And like, how can I be of service? It's like, there's a deep, you have a lot of energy and drive, but like, it's going to be deep for you. Like you have to have a connection to it. Um, But also like that Scorpio energy, you're really accepting of others. And sometimes though Scorpio always has that like little chip on its shoulder and it can always maybe come off as a little unattached sometimes in that service uh, or like work that you do. And it's not that you are unattached. It's just like you have so much drive and like you're going, 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 
that like you also need to have boundaries and it's like mm, I can't like get fully invested in this even though I am but I need to like I can't put all of that out there otherwise like I'm going to get like hurt and this also plays into how Pluto is here in your sixth house and like this is just like you have a great power of concentration and intent on seeing results like it is just like you're so driven in that um, but can also tend to overwork yourself you might have a lot of interest in medicine or health right anything that's healing and that you definitely could have that gift in healing right like that's ener pluto energy is like very spiritual and um this plays in really great so it's like where's the drive in my life to heal and the high side of that is that like the work that you do really inspires other people around you the low side though too is that sometimes you can be physically zapped like your energy is physically zapped just by like the pressures of your job and maybe the pressures you put on yourself but Pluto is also in Scorpio here, which is like a natural, like perfect alignment because they're both like ruling each other. It's great. Um, but again, all of that very deep involvements for you, very penetrating ideas. Um, sometimes that energy can bring in more like exposing ideas and sometimes can be grim. You know, it's like, here's the harsh realities of the world and the, the truth hurts sometimes, um, especially related to what's health and healthy. Um, and how you convey that, but like, it's deep, like Pluto is just like deep energy, and you're driven by that, like you don't want anything that's like, oh, willy-nilly, whatever, you're like, I'm in this to understand, truly. And so, as I talk in, tie in the last house that I'm going to brief over really quick, is plays more into this air energy, this Gemini, okay, so like, you're Lilith, um, we've talked about this a little bit. We're still learning a lot more about it. Um, but like the black moon Lilith in your chart really talks about these deep underlying like shadowy energies that carries throughout your life. It might be some things that have been suppressed throughout your life. Um, I always like to say like you might notice it a lot as a child if you like reflect back and you're like, wow, I remember having that feeling. Um, because as kids, we're like very intuitive, right? Like we, we understand deeply. Um, whether we have words for it or not. But your Lilith is in Gemini. And it's also on the cusp. So Gemini with um, a little bit of, it's like only like, like really like one degree, it's like very on the cusp, um, on the cusp of Taurus. But your um, having a black moon Lilith in Gemini, like really just looks like you might sometimes feel like um, uncomfortable speaking too much or too little or whenever, anytime feeling uncomfortable about your level of intelligence or social skills. It might just be like an area of insecurity for you, even though it's not true. Like, you know, you have all these strengths in it, but like expressing it makes, can make you nervous or, or just like uncomfortable. You're like, ah, I don't know if I really wanna like put it all out there right now or like really communicate all of that um, for whatever reason. And so it might just be that like your curiosity could have been stifled in some manner, whether it was if it was like as a kid, if someone was like, no, don't ask those questions. Don't look into that too much. Like don't go against the status quo. Um, and that could kind of have stifled that like, okay, well, like maybe, maybe I won't ask those things. Maybe I won't express them. And what that can look like in behavior is sometimes it can look like being wary of people who can be indulgent in those ways. 
like people who are really social butterflies or talk a lot or like would flaunt their intelligence you're like even though you're like wow i love that that's great you're like you don't need to do that like tame it down a little bit <laughs> you know like you don't have, don't need to flaunt that and what's interesting though is like i think about those Lilith reminds me of just like childhood and like the things that we've been socialized to do or like socialized to suppress. And what can really be empowering is just like accepting those aspects, like areas of yourself and being like, no, I am curious. I do want to talk up. I am intelligent and I have these social skills and I just want to share them with the world. But what's even more interesting is that this is in your second house. Okay. And like your second house rules money and possessions like all things that are physical. And so this could just look like it might have been like uncomfortable or not wanting to speak up a lot about um, issues about money or things that you own in life. Um, that could be an area of discomfort or communicating about anything that are anything that is physical. So like anything that you take physically through your life, whether it's like a thing of like memorabilia or something. Um, or anything that you surround yourself with, like in your living space, right? But like leaning in and like really moving past this, it's just like being, is socializing um, and being curious about money and about possessions and about like, how does that look for other people? How does that look like for me? Let's talk about it. And like, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, it's just like, where, where can we use this to be empowering in our lives um but also knowing like by doing that like that can also bring you money in your own life like that can also be very um like financially rewarding for you is just being able like and what that could look like maybe it's in a career and you're you know talking about working in sustainability or health and you're like let's talk about like the issues around like healthcare costs or something and like really like laying all on the table and talking about it and it's like that can actually bring you financial reward in however way if it's like your job or whatnot but um yeah i know i just threw a lot at you um with all those words but like is any of that landing with you at all yes oh my goodness when you talked about my black moon um yeah that is such a a self-limiting belief of mine is questioning or maybe not saying, you know, I, to, to speak sometimes, um, it's not worth it or it's okay. My ideas don't matter or my creativity is great, but not good enough. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not qualified on paper, so therefore it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Totally. All those, all those things you mentioned, you know, it comes up for me and, and feeling like, yeah, if somebody else comes off too socially and kind of like, whoa, you know, you don't need to be that social. Mm -hmm. Something I'm going to be a little vulnerable here when I see like people being very sexy on Instagram. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. more conservative. So as much as, you know, feminism and own your own, I'm like, whoa, you know, you don't need to put that out there. But at the same time, you know, that's, that's something that I need to work on. It's not about that person or what they're putting up. Um, I totally, I totally feel all of that. And yeah, for me, it's, it's a lot of self-limiting beliefs that, mm. you know, I can now take a different perspective and seeing it and not having some judgment, um, but also finding that power from within to know that whatever I have to offer matters. 
Um, no, I love, I love all of this. I'm listening. I'm taking notes. I, I definitely resonate with a lot. <laughs> Yay. God, God, that really like resonated with you. And it even hit home for me in a lot of these. I was like, whoa, you know, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm glad, glad to hear that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and just to what you're, to speak on what you were talking about, about people posting certain things, like something that's really close to you based on your chart is communication. And it's like, what is that image communicating about you? Like, that's a lot, like that is overwhelming. And that is the way you interpret things. So for you, you're, you could experience it a lot different than someone else could, because to you, that's something that like shows a lot. And it's like, it's almost like, wow, you said too much or you did too much, like way too much in that moment, you went overboard. So that I think aligns a lot. And I think it's really helpful to like know those things about ourselves. So we know what we're bringing to the table, like, and we know what we want essentially, especially in like friends and people we choose that can be like in our lives. Um, this Lilith in the second house, that's also, I have a different sign that's in my second house. Um, this is the exact placement for my significant other as well. And we don't talk about money, um, which is something I talk about all the time that bothers me. <laughs> well, this is going to be on a podcast. Great. Um, but <laughs> it, lean in, Tori, lean in. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been bringing this up for an entire year that it's <laughs> something that we don't talk about that bothers me, but I'm insecure about it. He's insecure about it in the exact way that you are too. I was like really listening when Julie was saying this. I'm like, wow, we got to talk, Erica. Like, how do you feel? <laughs> Maybe this will give me some insight. Um, but mine is also around communication and feelings about security within the second house. So we're so lit up and it's like, oh my God, I just want to know how much money you make. That's it. But I'm not going to ask you until you say it and I'll die <laughs> without knowing. So, wow, that's really interesting. And thanks for getting um, deep into that here, guys. That was even a reflective tool for me. Nice. Yeah, I love, I love the honesty and thanks for sharing. But yeah, no, definitely finances. And two, some of it, I think, is, is a social norm. You don't talk about it. It's personal. It might say too much. People will judge you. A lot of that mm -hmm. comes up in how we're taught. But yeah. yeah, let's make money comfortable. Let's open up that door. Seriously. Mm. So how much do you guys make? <laughs> <laughs> Erica's getting right to the point. She's like, let's communicate about it. Let's go. Let's go. And I think, too, like... Um, Tori and I have talked about this a lot, especially like when we are, you know, try to figure out our careers. It's just like money is energy. And it's like, where am I putting my energy? How am I attracting energy? And like, instead of it being like this, like ah, ah, thing, it's like, wow, how am I transferring this? Like, what's the exchange here? And I think that's the thing that I know I'm critical of Gemini's for because Gemini's are like known to be really great with like business because it's all like communication and relationship, right? Like that's business and it brings, tends to bring them money. And like, it's just like, uh, uh. but like, no, it, they're like, yeah, let's just exchange energy and like, see what comes out. And I'm like, wow, yes. that's a lot of trust in the universe. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's the best way to put it. And that's how I have started to deprogram myself. You know, we need so much money. We need it to live. And it's like, no, money is a human 
human-made construct. It's nothing but paper. You know, it's an energetic currency. And these meditations, these abundance meditation on WhatsApp have really helped me see that. And as much as we can attract a partner or a car or a new job, we can attract money. It's all energy. It's also, you know, the law of giving and receiving from the seven spiritual laws of success. As much as you give, you will, you will receive trifold, you know, in, in compliments and prayer, but also in money. And somebody in my life who isn't very good at handling money, I really helped them in seeing how they have adopted this, this mentality. I'm like, wow, I, I really enjoy in know what you're investing in, even if it's just milk or peanut butter or coffee mm-hmm. or a new startup, you know, as we won't become poor from giving, you know, the, the universe won't allow that. Yeah. So it's a lot of where are we invest in this energy that we call money. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah, how you put that, that. Julie. We yeah. won't become poor from giving. I'm going to quote you no. on that. <laughs> yeah. Erica, you need to do a session on like sustainability and astrology on here. We need to have you back. Oh my God. Oh, I love yeah. this. Oh, so, so inspiring. Yeah, on one of our um, normal podcasting days. That would be so fun. That would be yeah. nice. Yeah. Maybe it'll give me some creative juice and some yeah. communication. We need it. We all need it right now. Um, and that is definitely your one thing, how I see it. Sustainability in some aspect. You got to get in there. We all need you. Yeah. Need you. Thank you. Oh, man. The world, the world needs it for sure. Tell me about it. Okay, guys. So while we get into the end of this, we want to touch on the more fun things. Um, we're going to talk about astrology and health in terms of your rising and your sun sign. So your rising is Gemini, which we've talked about. Um, <laughs> we've also touched on our own fears with Gemini, truly. <laughs> um, they are the energy. <laughs> yeah, they're so talkative and fun and we all need this. So parts of the body that Gemini rules is the shoulders, the arms, the hands, and the lungs, you know, lots of communication. It also rules the nerves. Um, so it can seem excitable and high strung. Lots of times Gemini's can come off that way. Um, very talkative and ah, all this going on. Well, I'm just so laughing. laughing. <laughs> what? I just think of all the Geminis and I have my life and I'm like, wow, this is just them. (laughs) I have like one in mind, which we have to have on soon and exactly this. Um, But also I can see this like in you, Erica, and how you come off, like you have a lot of energy and a lot to talk about. And it's like, it's almost refreshing. Like we all need this like air, (laughs) like help us, you know, but natives can tend to have respiratory issues, um, bronchitis, upper respiratory infections, asthma, air, ruled by mercury. So state of mind has a lot to do with their state of health. So where they are mentally can show up physically. Um, so things having to do with diet and health, relaxation, <laughs> herbal teas that what calm that? the body. Huh? What is that? Relaxation. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) The cell salt associated with this is potassium chloride. So it builds fibrin in the blood, organs, and tissues in the body. 
um, deficiency in this can lead to circulatory problems or clots, which all makes sense metaphorically. Like Gemini's talk a lot, there's lots of things flowing. When things aren't flowing, there's something wrong. So foods that aid in this are asparagus, green beans, lots of celery, water, gets everything moving around, um, wild rice, carrots, foods to help those nerves associated with all of this. <laughs> All that energy or grapefruits. I freaking love grapefruits. Almonds, apples, and raisins. Oh, I love grapefruits. And the erogenous zones, the best part. <laughs> and the hands, um, which are really interesting. What can you do with arms and hands? Mm, what can't you do? What can you do? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I've definitely tried this on a Gemini before, and it's it seems to be exciting. Like the little scratches. Oh my gosh, that's those are the best. Oh my that's heaven. Oh geez. And you love head scratches. Oh yeah. And associated. Oh okay. Um, arms, Julie. What have you done with arms? um just like yeah a lot of those like light stroke strokes and whatnot but like gently like gripping their wrists especially like when they're like you know getting heightened or whatnot and it's just like grasping them yeah like low-key restraining them but like obviously (laughs) (laughs) with consent (laughs) okay that's gonna go in show notes What did we talk about today? Restraints. You should restrain a Gemini. <laughs> you know, actually, I have a Gemini friend that told me she got tied up recently. That is so interesting. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Restricting blood flow. I don't know. Hmm. Just for like a second, though. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and they're like terrifying, but low-key into it. <laughs> so handcuffs. Handcuffs come to mind. Not, not that I've done it, but that's a little Ooh. arm and arm and hand action. Maybe like action. with their own clothes or something, you know, like Ooh. their t-shirt and you tie it. Mm-hmm. I like I that. Creative. Know. Yeah, that's like very sustainable. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, pretty simple. <laughs> um, yeah, so Erica, do you think any of this resides with you? Would you think to do what you think? Yeah, for sure. I would think to do all of this. Um, <laughs> so, so this is the Gemini rising, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't think too much about it. I was just kind of receiving. Yeah. But I liked it. And definitely some of it makes sense, you know, arms and, and like you said, the little tickles. Honestly, that sounds silly, but that's um one of my favorite things in the world (laughs) and I appreciate having somebody around who can give me their arms and and hands in order to give me those tickles um but yeah no I loved all of this and the lungs um when I was younger the more serious illness that I have was pneumonia and that's definitely Mm -hmm. in the lungs um things that do come up in a state of mind show up with me physically, you know, I get rashes, I get, depending on my state of mind, things will definitely show up on my body. Yeah, um, that's very true. 
yeah yeah totally yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't think of that wow yeah Mm -hmm. it's so interesting too because like the rising like thinking about it like again like it's a mask it's how everyone sees you like people see the physical you so like it relates so much in the physical sense and it's like whoa yeah. like that's why I think of Tori as a satyr <laughs> mm, wait why a satyr what is tar? Centaur. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like like that, I literally think of like a dish. Like it sounds like a food or like. It sounds like Satan. Yeah. I think I'm trying to say Satan. <laughs> <laughs> also, really, like, that is the grossest thing to imagine me as. Like, <laughs> like half horse. Like not that horse is so gross, but like a human head. You're <laughs> like, like a beautiful girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, Julie, what's the connection between seeing Tori as, as such? That's like the symbol for a Sag is a oh, centaur. Okay, okay <laughs> I like see. Like horse and half. You know, do you guys have Disney Plus? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so watch Onward. Super cute movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. No. There's a centaur, like, policeman. And he literally <laughs> makes me so uncomfortable when I watch him. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> You know, that's the you. movie tries to sit in a chair, though. I'm just like, what? Super uncomfortable. That's so weird. That's crazy. That's a side note, but you guys should watch it. It's also just like super Aww. cute. You'll, you'll cry a little bit. It's a good Aww. one. Okay. All right, y'all. Let's talk about the sun being in Virgo. Um, because this Virgo over here has to get to work. Um, so the part of the body <laughs> that Virgo rules is I think this is very very appropriate the nervous system and the intestines so thinking about it like they're very fine-tuned very intuitive like intuitive thinking of your gut literally your intestines um and a lot of times they can turn their problems inward and that can create physical illness for example like anxiety and like that turns into like uh like, I know for me as a kid, I'd always have stomach issues because I'd get really anxious or nervous and I would be like, oh, my stomach, ugh. you know, it's just like, they're so sensitive to the things around them. Like they're just taking in a lot of like the world's problems and trying to internalize them and solve them. So it like manifests physically. And that's exactly it. Like they're assimilating knowledge into practical use, just like the intestines turn food into energy. And Virgos tend to be very like hypochondriacs, you know, what? and they tend to worry about their health all the time. I literally had a cramp last week and I was like, oh, it must be appendicitis. And I was like, it was probably just like gas. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and the, it can also, <laughs> Tori, you know that's real. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> And like, um, as we all know, like stress and anxiety manifests um, on our skin, right? Like stress can turn into acne or breakouts. And that's a good indicator of our body saying like, hey, something's off. Um, again, though, this is a perfect alignment here because just like Gemini, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. So there's a big mind-body connection. Very, very intuitive there. Um, when it comes to diet and health, though, the cell salt is potassium sulfate. So it regulates oils in the body. It carries oxygen to cells and helps with muscle contractions. 
Um, also, with, without that can lead to a lot of clogged pores, right? Or extreme fatigue or constipation, like things just get stuck, stuck in there if it's not like flushed out. So like Virgo is always about like, let's refine this, right? Like let's see what we got, put it through a little system and like get an output on the other end. Um, but green leafy vegetables, like woohoo, this is where we can find that cell salt. So like endives, chicory, romaine, um, ver uh, whole wheat bread is really, really great or anything whole wheat. So like another symbol for Virgo is where they're, it's a typically a female, um, like holding a wheat sheath, right? So like, exactly, see, it, on, Eric is showing her mug, like it's exactly like that. Um, and a lot of times it's because Virgo is that time of year where there's harvest happening. Um, so we're reaping all the things that we've been growing through the summer and thinking about foods related to that, like almonds, um, oranges, melons and papaya, like we're coming out of those really hot seasons and like re reaping those rewards. Um, lemon juice always can help with easing skin eruptions. Um, honey, using that as a natural sweetener, but if we're talking about purely plant-based, agave would be a good alternative. Um, something that's not like too overly exciting and just like is calming. And the other thing is like, they just don't handle drugs very well. Very well. Um, they're just very sensitive in their responses to things. And lastly though, their erogenous zones <laughs> is like cleanly sex. And so whether it's like in the bath or like loving shower sex, like they want to be clean, like, hey, wash your hands before you try and do anything down there. Like maybe it's a shower. Like, I don't, I think about that. I'm like, where have your hands been? I've thought about 12 different things you could have touched and now you're trying to touch me? No, thanks. Um, but any, the entire stomach area as well, like the intestinal part in your body, like stroking, kissing, like what, what is any of that to you? Um, specifically sex. Um, I love it. You know, the chest area gave me some, touching you know very sort of sensitive slash tickly kind of fun playful near near the tummy um that's erogenous but I did want to mention that I felt that connection about you know my intestines and the nervous system because there's one thing this is embarrassing there's one thing that I share with family that I have school supplies is in the sense of whenever I see school supplies and I'm going shopping and I see all these pens and pencils and notebooks and planners and all of these colorful things, I get so excited that <laughs> physically I have to run to the bathroom and I have to go. <laughs> and that happens when I'm shopping and I just like see all of this, like, I don't know, athletic gear or just like really nice things. I'm like, gosh, I feel so excited. It's school supplies. I got to go to the bathroom because it's such a trigger. Um, so wow, that's one way I feel it. reality. I <laughs> it's, it's so crazy. Um, so I mean, you could use funny. it to your advantage, you know, if you gotta I go. I literally wanted to buy like two new planners yesterday and then I was like, calm yourself down. Whew. Right? It's so nice. And then when you're in like the aisle of school supplies where it's like, it's all there. It's so crazy. I literally have to run to the bathroom. Oh, it's so okay. exciting. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> I remember the first time he told me that, Erica, I, you, 
are the greatest Virgo. You've known yourself so well for so long. Erica told me this like freshman year in college. Like, yes. Who knows themselves so young. Like, come on. No, now my family knows. I just have to say school supplies and they know it's not actual school supplies. It's so funny. I have never heard that before, but I'm really glad you shared that publicly on our podcast. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Maybe other people will relate really hard. Right? Yes. Virgo support yeah. group, start it. Yes. <laughs> Seriously. But um, Julie, do you, sorry, Julie, do you okay. feel any of the erogenous, you know, kind of sensations or attraction? Um. Yeah, for me, like, my stomach's very sensitive. I was also saying, like, that's how I also like to, like, um, do to other people. Like, I love, like, tracing, like, their, like, boxer line or whatever like getting really excited there Um, but I also really like clean sex like shower sex is fantastic I like don't like feeling dirty during sex and I like to clean myself afterwards (laughs) and that yeah but that's just me yeah no I felt what you were saying with the hands you know if they're gonna come anywhere near my mouth excuse me but where have they been (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that you guys think of that so heavily until Julie told me this recently and I was like and Adam is a Virgo moon and we literally have shower sex like all the time and then every time we have sex he like needs to shower after and I'm like this is nice but I really don't care yeah maybe whatever yeah maybe I'm not there because you know me in showers I can go a little bit without it so it's more like the hands (laughs) the dirty parts I don't mind sweaty sex or anything like that yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. It's like a mixture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Can see hope for this <laughs> moon over here. <laughs> I mean, that oh, Libra too is like, who's dinging? Is that you, Tori? That's me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, I mean, yeah, you are on the cusp with Libra, and like Libra's chill. Like all the Libras I know are like, I go to their house and I'm like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> 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 Julie, you sound so far away all of a sudden. I know it's because I'm lighting my stage. Oh. Wow. Okay. Good timing. But let's um, wrap up here so we can all get to work because it's morning time. This is crazy. And it's Monday. Happy Monday, y'all. But before we wrap up, Erica, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. Um, but what we'd like to end off with is you telling us or telling all of us three things that you're grateful for. Oh, well, the first one's really easy. I am grateful for both you and you, Tori and Julie. You guys teach me a lot. And I, as you can tell by my chart, you know, I do things with intention, including friendships. So you guys mean a lot to me. And I really appreciate that you would have me here and you explain so much, you know, you're taking time out of your day to just help me out in self-awareness and self-reflection. So thank you guys a lot. Uh, Number two is going to be my family. You know, I can't, I wouldn't be here without them. And number three is my body. You know, it's working. It's been working for almost 25 years and I can't complain. So I'm really grateful for that. 25. Happy birthday, Erica. Almost. Thank you. So close. Birthday episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's so beautiful. Thank you. Yes, thank you. We appreciate you so much. Um, Love that you're so intentional. So grateful for you. 
and so grateful we could have you on. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It was so nice. Yay. Yes. Well, everyone Hope have you a guys have a lovely day. day. Same. You guys too. Really, you have to scream, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>